0: This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed, and as always-
1: Hi, Kira Maturo, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. Glad we're here again today, love this topic.
0: So this week, our episode is on rigor. And so we were talking a little bit just before we started recording, talking a little bit about kind of what rigor means to us. And we've got some examples for you today of how you can build that into some of your activities, how you can extend what you're doing in the classroom. Um, Karen, tell us a little bit about when you think of rigor, what, is that? Yes, what does so that bring to mind?
1: I, I, as I said, I love this topic. Because to me, when I think about rigor, it equates to doing some sort of creation or application or... Or transfer. So whenever I think of a more rigorous classroom that I step into, I look at all the content that they normally teach, but then kids are taking it and actually doing something with the information. So to me, that's rigorous, right? Like, You're putting your own spin, you're creating, um, you're applying, you're comparing. It's all those higher order thinking skills that we think about when we look at those DOK ladders. And I think about the six facets of understanding by design, all of those things.
0: Yeah, and when you talk about, because we want to talk about this in terms of extending what you're doing in your classroom. Uh, You were saying that you hear from a lot of teachers, we have a lot of kids. The kids get it. Like kids we need to move on to something. We need to give them something else that they can do because they already get this content. Um, and so we've heard of things in the past. You may have heard of um, like student TED Talk clubs. Uh, there are schools that have those. There are Shark Tanks. Uh, you know, some classes do Shark Tanks, or our schools have Shark Tank clubs, uh, kind of a deal. But one of the things that we kind of wanted to talk about was to take a almost like a layer of a what they call an entrepreneurial mindset and lay that on top of some of your extension activities that you may be doing in a class. And I wanted to share, there's a few different ways that you can kind of look at this. There are five kind of facets of an entrepreneurial mindset that we wanted to share with you. And then you can think about, how does that work best in my classroom? Mm -hmm. What can I incorporate? Um, And and think of this too a, a little bit if you've ever done any research or reading or put into practice anything related to project-based or problem-based learning, very, very similar. So all of those all of those bits and pieces still work within this and are, are related in a lot of ways.
1: And what I love about this too is you're not changing any of the content that no. you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So you're still following our guaranteed viable curriculum. We still have our outcomes, but we're putting on a real world application. And that's what we want for our kids in the 21st century and beyond.
0: Yeah. So some of the five facets of this, uh, number one, a positive mental attitude. Yes. When you think of entrepreneurs, why would it be important for entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs to have a positive attitude? Um, a creative mindset. Obviously, if you're building something, creating something, you need to be creative. Uh, a persuasive communication ability. Mm. So you've got to be able to communicate your product or your process or your invention of, of some kind. Um, intrinsic motivation and drive. I don't know too many entrepreneurs that are not intrinsically motivated, or at least they're probably not very successful if they're not intrinsically motivated. Um, And then tenacity and the ability to learn from failure. I I mean, these are all things that we want to teach our students about anyway. Um, But within that lens of an entrepreneurial mindset, uh, it just it takes the activities that they may be doing and just adds that layer, like you said, that layer of real world product real world application to it all
1: and we keep to i remember when we used to do trainings for understanding by design we always talked about the difference between knowledge and understanding knowledge is surface level knowledge is you can spit it back if you truly understand something you are able to then apply it transfer it and think about how fun your classroom is when you are doing these kinds of things like you just mentioned like tenacity, intrinsic motivation. Who doesn't want that for their classroom?
0: Yeah. I think about there was a book that I think you and I were both looking at recently, and I'm, I'm blanking out on the title of the book, but there was a quote in there, and it was about how um, when they were inventing the light bulb, they weren't trying mm-hmm. to invent a light bulb. They were trying to invent a way for the world to see in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that I quote because that. It, it really... It tells you you it's don't necessarily problem. focus on you don't focus on the the device or Great. the product or the you start with the problem and then you branch it out from there. And what I love about the whole idea of an entrepreneurial mindset is all of the different things that it helps support. It helps support problem solving, um, having a solutions-oriented approach to problems, um, critical thinking, creativity. Uh, taking complex issues and coming up with innovative solutions to them. Resilience, yeah. if you think of entrepreneurs, I mean think of anybody that you might know who runs their own business right. or and, and what kind of obstacles and setbacks they have to deal with and how they have to be resilient in the face of those type of things. That's exactly what we want our students to be able to Absolutely. do.
1: Absolutely, we need, mo- we definitely need more of that. And these things, like we said, you can start small. Think about a content you're teaching right now. How do you say to kids, Not like we're inventing the light bulb, but Mm -hmm. here's the problems in these contents. What can you design or create or invent that someone might buy someday? Or I think might even be easier are the TED Talks. You have Mm -hmm. students who have already mastered these standards. Can you create a TED Talk describing this? Um, Having someone believe in this, buy this? Easy ways to extend the curriculum.
0: Yeah. And there's some great student TED Talks. If you go onto YouTube and and just even search um, you know, student TED Talks, Mm -hmm. there are some great TED talks by adolescent kids that are great skill. Just as good (laughs) as the adult ones. Sometimes maybe more interesting even than the adult ones.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But yeah, I I, and I think about some of the stuff we talked about last week when we started to talk about that scamper technique. um, and the idea of functional fixedness, Mm -hmm. the idea that you need to take a look at an issue, take a look at what you have or what you're missing and think outside the box. You know, what can we use differently? If you, I think we gave the example last week of, uh, you need to hammer something, but mm-hmm. you don't have a hammer. What can you use instead? Yes. Those who can move beyond that functional fixedness, uh, actually this happened in my house the other day. For some reason, a hammer went missing. I right. think I think my son right. maybe stole it and was using <laughs> it for something else, but nobody could find it because he wasn't home at the time. Um, and so we, we ended up needing to find something else, mm-hmm. something solid that we could use to hammer in a nail. Uh, and so we grabbed I think we grabbed a brick that was outside, and we ended up using that. But, and it worked. Um, or, or, a, or a hardcover book that, you know, my wife didn't want to have damaged. I uh, didn't mind having damaged. Um, but those kind of things. I mean, being able to adapt and find and utilize resources to achieve whatever your goals are. Um, we did want to talk about one thing. There is something. I actually saw this when I went to a conference recently, and they are they're changing their name. They used to be just the Chicago... Uh, Student Invention Convention, but now they are, as of this year, they're becoming the Illinois Student Invention Convention. And one of the things I really loved about this, I I was intrigued by their table when I walked by and I stopped and I talked to them for a bit. And basically what it is, is it sounds like it takes a lot from, say, like those student TED Talk clubs or Shark Tank or something like that. And it is basically a convention and competition where students have, there is a There is a a set of trainings that you can go to if you're interested in doing this, whether you are in a library setting, a a classroom setting, an after-school club setting, whatever it is. There are all kinds of free materials that are available for this, but basically what you're doing is you're walking your students, whatever group of students that is, through the invention process. Mm -hmm. Students identify a problem, they try to understand the problem and what the needs are of of the people who are going to work with that. Um, You ideate through the through the process. You design, you build, you test, and then ultimately you communicate out what it is that you build. And this, one of the really great things I liked about this was it has that, you know, we just talk about for it to be authentic, it needs a real world audience. Right. This is your real world audience. You're gonna take this and you're going to be, uh, you're gonna compete against your peers to have your inventions judged and critiqued and you can move on through the different layers That'd it's it's, so it's the inventor spelling bee um, and it, it sounds like hey, so much fun sounds like
1: you could make some money too i know i have yeah. heard about mm-hmm. students creating inventing designing something that someone actually picks up and yeah. buys and these 12 year olds and 13 year olds are now millionaires For it was something with the toaster didn't a 12 or 13 year old invent I thought they invented like the bacon cooker on the oh really okay. microwave yes I believe I they a, did
0: I, years and years ago I I'll had a student to, we'll have to fact check yeah <laughs> yeah years and years ago I had a student I don't think he's a millionaire but I had a student who had developed his own app uh, oh. while he was in my seventh grade class he, I got his picture was in the Daily Herald and, oh my and gosh, you know, they came out and awesome. talked to awesome but yeah he developed his own app and I think his app was to help other kids study for their quizzes and tests huh. and he wrote it himself and you know got got featured way. in the App Store and all kinds of other stuff so yeah it's you. Yeah, you've all kinds of different Mm -hmm. ways to be able to use this to your advantage, but also to use this to extend what it is you're doing in your classroom. Like you said, it's not changing the content of what we're doing. It is adding a layer of enhancement. elaborating,
1: enriching, extending. Those are the types of activities we need for students who have already met expectations. Yeah.
0: Well, if you want some more information, uh, you can head over to their website. They are I'm sorry, inventionconvention.chicagoinnovation.com. Let me try that one more time because <laughs> that's, a, that's a mouthful. That uh, is. Inventionconvention.chicagoinnovation.com. I might email them and suggest they come up with a shorter website. Yes, that's, I, I that's think so. That's,
1: that's what we I will, need to will. I
0: will drop a link in the show notes of this episode if you want to go check it out and you don't want to have to memorize everything that I just said because um, there's half the alphabet in there mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, if but any, yeah, I,
1: and if anyone's interested in, you know, taking a look or even starting one of these in your classroom, please mm-hmm. let John and I know we will come help brainstorm with you, collaborate.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Karen, as always, for being oh here. Gosh, I, I love these topics are so much fun.
1: They are fun. Yeah. All right.
0: All right, everybody, we will see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast design rigor innovate victory everyone what's driving you